Welcome to our podcast, where we discuss and meet with people, businesses, and trades that have motivated and inspired us along the way of creating our own business, River Road Brewing and Hops. I'm your host, Nikki Andrew, the original River Road Blonde, and this is Down River Road. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Down River Road. It's been a little bit, but we're back and we're rolling. We're doing things like we used to do all the time. Um, today, I have an awesome guest with me. I'm pretty excited about it. Nat's here. Hey, buddy. Hi. <laughs> I'm excited too. So Nat's a very, very good friend of mine from a, a very long time ago. Like yep. we've been friends for... Since, well, I've known of you since I moved to Bayfield when I was a kid. When you were little. your dad. Yeah. Yeah. But... I don't know. I moved in probably like, well, obviously nine months before Maddie was yeah, born. So. So. <laughs> and I have a 10 year old. So Yeah. So yeah. like 11 years now. Years. Yeah. yeah. It makes us old. Uh, but first of all, before we do anything, we're going to have we're going to pour ourselves some beer. So the beer that we're drinking is called Things We Don't Say. Things We Don't Say is a collaboration beer that we did with multiple breweries around the world. So this isn't just like your collaboration beer with local breweries. This mm -hmm. is a worldwide beer that was brewed and what it's for is to raise money for mental health awareness yeah um there's a few different groups that we donate money towards for each can that's sold but um it's it's the same basic recipe that each brewery can add a little bit to to make it their own um so we have made it our own slightly it's got some really great flavors to it it is an ipa so i'm like a good IPAs. choice nikki i know what i do I make choices like delicious beer mm -hmm. on an angle. There you go. So you got this. Yeah. I was one time I served for one day in my life at Harry's restaurant and never again. <laughs> Look Cheers, Cheers, buddy. Awesome. So let's talk a little. We'll take a sip first. Tell me what you think. It's pretty good stuff. Oh, I haven't had beer in a long time. Wow. And it's I gave really you an IPA. <laughs> it's like grapefruit oh, juice. Oh, it tastes so good. I know. It's yummy. Oh, this is great. Thanks, Nikki. You have to say those things. So Nat's like a little sister to me. She's always has been. Um, I don't know. I just have that natural instinct with you. You are a caretaker, though. You um, you got a big heart. You take yeah. care of everybody. Thanks. You're kind Thanks, of the buddy. mama. Yeah. Like the mama hen. The mama hen? Yeah, you are. I guess we can call it that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks you for definitely. making me feel so old. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about how we met. That's a pretty wild story. Yeah. Hold on, everyone. <laughs> no, um, this could get fun. Buckle up. Yeah, no, I moved. I moved back. Uh, this will put a little bit of chronology into my yes, work too, because I yeah. own a hair shop in Bayfield, and uh, I moved from London because I started dating this really hot guy. It's like a wild ginger man. Um, so I moved back to Bayfield to open a, a salon. Um, under Kristen from Cry Arts Guidance. Yes. Bless her artistic heart. She yeah. called me at like three in the morning being like, you should rent Roger Lewington's yes. <laughs> shop. So I did. Anyway, so I was living, um, I moved back with my parents to start up the business. Um, and their house burned down. And really of course it did. Yeah. Yeah. I was at work. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah. I moved Memories. in with Nikki uh yeah. at the little uh apple cottage right yeah so on our property we have um i guess it's yeah, like it's like a, like a cottage it's kind of like a cottage it's tasty yeah it's 
cute little spot. It's like a little rental unit that we have. We rent out um, yearly. Yeah, yeah, you were like, yeah. here's some clothes. You here's clothes, and yeah. I'll take care of you. <laughs> My poor little man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I moved yeah. out to uh, to the River Road spot. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was really. It was like, yeah, you were like, come, come take care, come. take a load off, come take a load. Don't even worry about the fact that your house just lit on fire. Yeah, you, you have, have no what? belongings. You have no belongings. And, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> animals that need to go places, and yeah, yeah, it was wild. It was insane. It was a really busy time. Yeah, and then a couple months later, it was like, surprise, you're having a baby. Yeah, not me, you, me. Yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> yep. And Maddie was the apple orchard baby. Yeah, she's so sweet. She's so sweet. And that was a fun and interesting time in, in my life because we were just transitioning on the farm. Like right. we were learning all the do's and don'ts of living on a farm. Yeah. And it was a little chaotic. It was. It was nice yeah. for the kids all to have each other. Yeah, it was I great. really like that. It was great. And you were great support. Well, I mean... You're like, I have had children and I Yeah, understand. like my first, my first son was born... I was young. I you was, were young. I was 17 when mm-hmm. I had him. Um, so I kind of knew you weren't 17, but I knew no, what it was, I was like. really young. You were though. young. I was yeah. young for my age, yeah. too. I've always been a fairly sheltered person. <laughs> I wouldn't say sheltered. I would. Yeah. <laughs> base, like, I'm not going to lie. I being, would say that. Yeah, yeah. Being, a base, being a base brat is like you literally grow up in a compound. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. Where did you, as growing up, your dad was in mm-hmm. the military. Both my parents were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you did a lot of traveling basically around Canada. Yeah. I mean, and it's different. Like you don't, it's not like traveling in the sense of like, you know, you get to go to like Canada's Wonderland and then you're visiting Niagara Falls. It's like you move from one military compound to another military compound. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm really proud of my parents for their professions. They're both like brilliant people Mm -hmm. who, and that's a difficult job. You like give up a sense of self when you join the military And, uh, yeah, you live in a prefabricated home and you're, you know, you go to school on base, you do all of your like physical training on base. You just like never leave base. So yeah, yeah, I lived in like the East coast and the West coast and then Ontario and my mom's from Bayfield. So when they retired, took early retirement, uh, we moved in with my grandmother to take care of her. So that's how I landed. That's how you landed back in yeah, when area. I was 13. Yeah. 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 So I did like a, like a lot of my years on base, like from birth in um Halifax Nova Scotia (laughs) to 13 years old here and now you're from Huron County yeah I'm like hey I'm the new girl but it was like I play the bagpipes and I like to do drill yeah like I play guitar (laughs) and I'm like really mysterious you fit in well here yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah that that can have a lot to do with um the way that you're brought up in those circumstances there's a lot of structure on a military base like, oh it's super authoritarian yeah, even too. even though you're not in the military yourself as a kid no but you still go and like watch base. your parents on parade and like yeah. there's a lot of things that are structurally very different yeah um lifestyle wise and civilian life is like it was a big culture shock for my brothers and i and that's the thing i'm lucky i have I have many brothers, so like whenever I went to different yeah, public schools, yeah, you're the only girl in yeah. your whole family, and there's yeah. a lot of brothers. I'm very special. Yeah, I would say. Um, I I've got say. my own room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, I always started with like a cool kids club, like my own posse of That's brothers. Awesome. So I was never like alone, starting all over again. All yeah, time. but it's still it's not an easy transition. No, Every I think it move. made me be able to be like independent, a people person too. Yeah, because you're always having to like meet people. So I can yeah, like, I guess that makes it easier to, yeah. well, I don't know if it makes it easier, but you have the ability to do yeah. it without a hitch. Yeah. There's some things that like, 
you definitely can see when like it's like nurture versus nature. Mm -hmm. Nature is like I need to go inward and like be artistic alone away from everyone to recharge. Yeah. But the nurture part of me is like Natalie, you can tell when she's in a crowded room of all the people because she's talking way too loud and she's like cornered <laughs> somebody and they're like talk, talking warp speed. Because that's I love how it I it's adapt. Speed. <laughs> yeah, it's like super fast. Because then you don't get a word in and I just sit back and go, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then you realize you're doing it. And my, well, I realize I'll do it. I'm doing it. My face gets hot. And then I just do it more. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's the best. So 13, you moved to this area. Uh -huh. um, but then you moved away again when you were a little older. Yeah, I moved to London. Yeah. Yeah. I also got to go to Halifax for a while. Yeah. That was really cool. I loved it there. And then I drove uh, across the transatlantic highway uh pulling a u-haul of all my uncle's belongings back to blythe love that yeah super fun loved it best time oh, ever. it was cool it's cool to get away and be like i'm a very romantic person yeah, so i, I romanticize that. anything like if i find a, a lost dog i'm like their owner is gonna be the love of my life <laughs> the, this beagle's owners love my life obviously because that's how the world works yeah obviously but like yeah it's like so a constant like, movie that's playing out always head. playing yes. in my head it's like nora roberts just <laughs> turning the pages for me and next time exactly um, um but yeah so like getting to like be a young adult in like Halifax so it's like whoa this is the most romantic thing in my life or like <laughs> going to London was really good for like my artistic need but I'm like a very community-based person yeah. I moved enough as a kid so like Bayfield was the first place that I was like I'm really accepted here and people know me and they yeah. care for my well-being and I care for their well-being and that's why sure. it was just like of course I'm gonna I had the chance to like I was doing some rad hair in London when I was there. I was like, I felt like I was a rock star. I was making too much money. It was amazing. I was making way too much money there. It was You're stupid. having a lot of fun too. I You're was young. Loving, and, yeah. yeah. I was loving it. Like yeah. I, uh, yeah, it was, I, I was leaning more towards getting out of doing uh, just like regular service hair and doing more like fashion show hair yeah. and theater hair. And that was like the avenue that was kind of like feeding my soul because I'm, artsy fartsy that way yeah for sure and then um yeah i just got grounded just got grounded but not in a way of like you're grown yeah just grounded in a <laughs> way in of a like bad way, yeah. go back to go home yeah and i think uh, have a baby i don't know Mysteri yeah, have, have a, a have mysterious a, child have a baby all of a sudden <laughs> that seems like a good idea yeah <laughs> yes. sometimes life just happens to you too but in a good way i think yeah like i had the same draw i lived in stratford for i lived in london then stratford bought okay. my first house in stratford and it was like this always this draw to come back to this area and yeah. i think it's it's because it's all about the community right like yeah, you're constantly surrounded by people that appreciate you and uh, enjoy your company and all like that seeing your stuff. dad seeing your dad yeah. is like a warm hug on the street and all he has to do is this yeah and he does do that he does it <laughs> yeah and then i'm like don thanks for the hug bud <laughs> You know? Oh yeah, Dad. He's <laughs> good stuff. I like him. I I went to get my hair cut yesterday at Nats. Um, and new do that looks good. And uh, my dad pulls up beside me. <laughs> you know, like, my dad did before horn. I left. I was like, I gotta go. And I'm like, yeah, Dad, just keep going. This is like this is embarrassing. Small I town. still get embarrassed by my dad. I know, same. Yes. Like horribly. I'm like, Dad, Horrible. you're in shop bike again in your pajama pants. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> And I know all these people. Ooh, I'm Ooh, hot, hot. hot. <laughs> so you own a salon. 
own a salon. That's impressive. It is. It was. Yeah. A, it's definitely been like a what? It's a roller coaster. That's what my yeah. hand's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> really? yes. It was like moved home, opened expressions hair design that yeah. was the name that came with it and i always had the ideal that someday i would change it to like the bayfield beauty parlor beauty yeah. shop but i i i didn't because i didn't know how to run a business but back then and you uh were young when you opened then the i had a then i had a baby mm-hmm. and like i didn't uh this is yeah this is getting deep yeah but i uh didn't come into mothering naturally like um i had my own like uh, previous hurts from like a lack of a nurturing kind of mother position abandonment yeah. issue from childhood um and then danielle stepped up to the role of being my mother when i was younger and she's wonderful and i love her um but yeah but when i had a child i was like okay it just cries all the time and i don't know what to do with mm-hmm. it i don't know how to feel love for this baby and i also had like this weird like like a, a weird uh like loss of my youth right because i wasn't planning on having right. a child but yeah. i made choices that led to me being a mother and i was going to rise to the occasion and not be a bolter yeah and um yeah just it was like severe postpartum depression yeah, like pretty manic. horrible postpartum yeah and i think it was during a time too and i'm not saying that postpartum depression wasn't recognizable back then as well but it was less recognizable people weren't talking about it as much as they are now yeah 10 years ago it was a little bit more like we fell off the horse yeah you know whatever the saying is is. happening with that yeah what's going on yeah right but now we recognize it as postpartum depressant and you were diagnosed with that too like that wasn't just a no that wasn't just putting a label on it that was an actual yeah yeah, like that was when it kind of hit a climatic part uh, mm-hmm. the journey of like the salon if we're talking about the yeah, chronology like, yeah, of owning we go back the salon to that. Yep, for sure after madeline was born she was about eight months old and that's when i was like really sick and had to be hospitalized because i was like suicidal very yeah, sick in with a bad spot depression. for sure yeah and you guys yeah. were really great you guys were all really great and you were there for me and uh i called danielle from the third floor danielle demers she was yeah. my co-worker at the time and i was like Hey, uh, I'm not going to be able to come to work tomorrow because uh, I thought I was just going to be dead. Right. Right. And then uh, she was like, OK. And I was like, I can't actually come to work for the next two weeks because they won't let me out of the hospital. And I'm sorry, but you have to I need you to take over the salon and say that you're going to like be the owner of this the salon because like that was one more thing I couldn't. You just couldn't handle. I couldn't it handle. Time. I yeah. didn't have I didn't have a glass. My glass was empty. Yeah. You know, or too full. Too full. Too full. That's the, those yeah. are sayings yeah. that people say. Yeah. And then um, she was really great. She took over the beauty shop and she 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 made our vision come to life. And it yeah. was a, a continued to like carry on this beautiful shop. And when I was ready and I got the care that I needed, I came back and I started working full time. And Maddie went into daycare and I fell in kind of to like a normal sea. Yeah. And I didn't go some pretty radical healing i think you had to get to that point though where you started to feel more confident in yourself too oh yeah that's a as a mother as a as a person in society like there's there's so much pressure that you're that's put on people that are young Mm -hmm. um, new mothers not married you know all that things that people especially in this area and i hate i hate to stereotype but in this area specifically there's a lot of it's it's a lot of old old school ways of doing things yeah and for sure. so there's a lot of pressure that's put on people and it's okay to be sad and it's okay to be mad and it's okay to you know have those all those feelings but you're kind of taught to, to tuck those under the rug 
Yeah, because you just got to per- you got pushed through. Yeah, that's and it's the like sometimes you don't. Thing. Yeah, sometimes you need to like. Yeah, go and get healed. So Do the, some healing. The best part about it is that you did get the help that you needed. Right, and you did come through, and now you feel that I I feel you're a stronger person because yeah, of it for sure. Yeah. The renewal retreat. Therese Bowler Cook, amazing, amazing woman. Like yeah. so, so good at her craft. Yeah, no doubt. You know, there's lots of great uh, psychotherapists in this area too. Mm-hmm. Really wonderful people. Um, you know, I did. I definitely had to undergo different stages. There was like for a long time I was just medicated, and then I just like got through my nine to five. Yeah. Yep. And I was able to do that and carry on being a mother and a business professional and keep some friendships. And then it got to a point where I felt like, you know, I'd done enough psychotherapy and been like medicated for uh, for so long that I really wanted to see if I could. Because to me, there was like risk benefit. Like, there was a little bit of, be- there was definitely benefits in there, but there was this like, I wanted to be able to fully feel things again. Because I felt like for a long time, the medication that I was given, it stopped me from being suicidal and yeah. it made me a productive human. But it also would be like, I'd be watching Madeline doing something so incredible and I would feel nothing. Yeah, that's a really hard, hard thing. You know, to or be watching the most magnificent sunset and I'd feel nothing. Yeah. And I'm not saying people should go off their medication. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying my personal experience yeah. was that I needed to try and find a more radical form of self-love and self-healing yeah and uh and ended up just like radically changing my life I had to change like my circumstance my perf- like the way that I showed up to work yeah. my relationship uh my living situation what I put into my body I had timed out when I ate when I slept you know I was physical for I got my heart rate up for so many hours and yeah. that's that is what it looked like for me that's and- kind of what I've continued on but that's the way that if that's what helps you, then that's what you have to do. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like I notice, I notice everything now. If I don't get enough sleep, it's like, oh, oh, oh. yeah, it's going to be creeping. bad. It's going to be creeping. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also, I was diagnosed with depression um, and anxiety, mostly anxiety. That's what they kind of, they really pinned on me when yeah. I was uh, younger, but then into, into my late thirties. Yeah. Um, And it took me a bit, like I was on medication for quite a long time and it was like, I did. I did get off again. If you're mm-hmm. on medication, please don't just stop taking your medication. No, I'm like I still. Yeah. I have. I have medication at home. Yeah. I take acutely now. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Same, I try and maintain same. it with my diet, exercise, lifestyle. But it is a lot about changing your lifestyle and and learning how and what to recognize. Right. What the signs are. And right, and that's feeling. like more of a holistic model of healing. Yeah. Which is like something that deeply interests me. Which is amazing. Yeah. So let's move on to that. <laughs> I'm ready to geek out. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's talk about your, uh, first, first let's talk about, um, how you got into, so Nat is, I would like to say herbalist. Yeah. Yeah. I, can I say that? Safely? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What else, what else would you label yourself? Right as? now I'm labeling myself as a folk herbalist because I right. make the medicine 100% from planting a seed in the earth to full conception to harvest Which to, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm in training to become a clinical herbalist, which is like definitely going to be probably m- many more years. But I've been in school in a totality in its totality. I've been in school for six years for herbalism yeah. under various guidances of different herbalists. So right now I'm studying under uh, I'm a fangirl under my 
um, herbalist. His name's Seja Popham, and he's yeah. incredible. You've told me about him a few times. Yeah, yeah. so he's like, he he studied uh, biochemistry uh, at Bestier University, but he has like traveled all over and has uh, uh, studied under like traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic and um, Arabic medicine, and um, mixed it in with more like Western pharmacological medicine and um, kind of made a holistic model of how to be a clinical herbalist practitioner. Right. And that is like my, my life goals. I think it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I would love to keep the shop and uh, be a hairdresser and be like part of the community and then also be like part-time clinical herbalist. But you might turn into more than part-time. That's the thing. Yeah. I, mean, a, I think there's a the growing wave. need for that kind of yeah. um, that kind of medication, that kind of lifestyle. I agree. Yeah. I think that, uh, especially for me, that is like, uh, that, that is something that I'm able to like, I think that I'm thriving in my best life now because of something like that. I went to more of a holistic approach and less of an allopathic approach. The allopathic approach kept me on earth. Yeah. 100% I wouldn't be here if it weren't for uh, pharmacological allopathic medicine. Yeah. And I'm super thankful for that and for the doctors who put all the time in and did all their studies and the medicine that's provided that way. Um, but I think in order to live my best life in body, uh, body, mind, spirit alignment, and um, that's not me just like wearing a bunch of wooden beads, you know, <laughs> yes. smoking a bunch of ganja saying yeah. that it's a yeah. real thing. I feel like if you're lacking in one part of your life, it'll start, you'll notice that you don't have a leg to stand on or you're starting to struggle, struggle or that's where dis-ease comes in yeah. in your lifestyle. So it's being able to like look at a person for more than just like arthritic gout. Yeah. And being like, here's a herb for arthritic gout. This is the action that happens on this like tissue state or this, uh, this affinity that where you have. Where is that coming from? And Right. Yeah. Learning, learning a little bit more about, um, yeah, you have, you have arthritic gout, but why? Yeah. yeah. And like what, her, What's what can stemming, we, what can we do to get to the bottom of that? 100%. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And like being able to like uh, definitely like prescribe herbs to uh, ease that uh, that disease that you have in order for your body to perform radical healing upon itself. Yeah. So I'd love like the day where I can work with like naturopathic doctors or work with uh, like um, uh, what is like a geneticist or. No, I was thinking more like uh, an astrological yeah. uh, standpoint of that because there's. What is that called? Anyways, it's fleet. It's, yes. it's left me. It's that gone. It's left me. And it's gone. Anyways, and but being able to work window. part and parcel is like for holistic healing for people is like, that's my passion. So where did that stem from? Uh, healing myself. Yeah. 100%. But like, okay, so let's go back to that a little bit. When okay. you started to, you know, you're, you're, you're on your medication, you're learning to deal with depression, anxiety, and all those kind of things in yourself. Mm -hmm. What kind of stemmed, like what? I, I mean, typically you're looking, you're like, okay, here's my pill. I take it every day. Yeah. What I, made you go, okay, and now I know that there's this, there's this herb that if I learned how to manipulate that, I would do better off with like, where did that come from? Uh, it started with like, uh, I had to go out in nature all the time. Mm -hmm. So I would be like hiking a lot. Um, and then I kind of had met a couple people who were like interested in foraging yeah. So then I started wild foraging a lot of my food. And then I got really interested in the gut and the brain connection. 
Um, and I, I don't have any allergens or things that are, I would say that I have allergic reactions to, but I definitely know that there was healing to do in my gut. Mm -hmm. I would have like bloating reactions and irritant reactions to certain foods I put in my body. So I just like decided not to put those things in my body. And a lot of it was just garbage. Yeah. So it just made sense to like not put that in my body. So it was the easiest thing, starting with elimination. Yeah. Um, Going in the woods connecting to the earth yeah really easy free things to do yeah eat less garbage go outside so that was like (laughs) radical that was a huge difference i was like what i don't just like work and wallow and 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 sleep i now do these things and it enriches my life and then it turned into like you know uh, the best way to entertain maddie too was to go out in the woods of course so that was like a bonus for everybody and then it slowly turned into like I met somebody who was like, well, you should try. Have you ever tried colonics? Sounds terrifying. Who talks about that on podcast? I yeah. am right now. <laughs> um, so then I started going more into like gut healing yeah. and cleansing my body of all the garbage I put in it over the years. Because I did. I used to cake it on my face every day. I used to put so much garbage on my face. No offense to people who love to put chemicals on their face. I, I understand that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, out of everything, of that, I was yeah. like, I was putting in, I was putting it everywhere. I was putting scented creams all over my body and in my armpits, and I couldn't understand why I didn't feel like well. Yeah, and I slowly was like, okay, I don't do those things anymore. I mean, I colored my hair, but oh, the artist in me can't help myself. Yeah. I also put a bunch of <laughs> straight your brain cells ink yeah. into my skin, but yeah, um, yeah. So I slowly just eliminated all the worst things that I was doing for myself and really simplified my life. And uh, I, I think that, I don't know, I think that herbalism, essentially, the first thing that kind of stuck out was just like eating wild food. Yeah. And then I started to learn like the medicinal benefits of eating wild food. And just like when it's easy, you're like, uh, yellow duck root, Google uses, and right. it'll come up being like, oh, it's a digestive bitters. And you're like, oh, cool. But then there's like so much more. It's like this crazy rabbit hole. Of like the energetics that are behind it and the energetics that are in your body. And I'm not talking like energy as in like electromagnetic energy. I'm talking about like (laughs) the fact that most people's bodies have like they run hot or cold or they run oily or dry. And like plants have the same constituents that also make them run hot or dry or stimulate heat in your body. Like garlic or cayenne or a bitter will stimulate like a cooler action to like lower inflammation. So there's all these like things that kept being tied and that kind of started going down the rabbit hole. That's awesome. And then the best way when I was like, okay, I think I really want to study herbal medicine and Leanne Kavanaugh, because she's amazing. I just said, yeah, we all she love was, yeah, Leanne, I love yeah. her. Yeah, she's she was like super encouraging. She said, I think this is really good for you and you should totally do it. So I started doing it. And she was so great. I just come by with tinctures for her all the time being like, you should try this. <laughs> <laughs> and she enjoys, she enjoys it herself. So, oh yeah, yeah. she's, yeah. yeah, for sure. She's like a full-on kitchen witch. See, and I don't have to do any of this because I'm just like, hey, guys, something's going on with my body. Yeah, You're like, exactly. well, here you go. <laughs> yep, 100%, we got you. Yeah, that's perfect. I love it. Yeah. So I just slowly got into that avenue because I wanted to, it was bettering my life and I could see the impact that it was yeah. like making. It wasn't just some like hocus pocus pretend witchcraft. It's definitely on a different level. If you were a deeply, un, no offense, if you're a deeply yeah. unhealthy person and you take a herb and you're like, did nothing, it's because you probably have all of these layers. Yeah, there's too much going on. Yeah, you yeah. can't tell whether or not you're feeling pain from this or that if yeah. you're like 
eating McDonald's for all of your meals. Yeah. That's what we, yeah. Yeah, you gotta, you know. I, I really hope people don't eat McDonald's for all of their meals, but I'm sure, I'm there's, sure people there's people who do. They, there, make, it, yes. they yeah. make it affordable. Yeah. They make it affordable and easy. It's so. not affordable anymore. Sorry, that's is totally it. I don't topic. know what the price is. Yeah. I think that they, I think that they try every, to. I think they try to be while. like all the components of like actually just making a beef dinner. My kids are like, expensive. please, mom, can we please have McDonald's? And I am not, not today. Not, not that there's anything wrong with McDonald's. I'm not. Yeah, yes. McDonald's is a wonderful thing. Why do they employ people? Am I mean, <laughs> yeah. too? No, I mean, they definitely mind. employ yeah. people. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm yeah. so honest, guys. There are, but there's gonna have to be like 17 warnings trigger yes. warnings before we but, stop yeah this. i know i'm sorry we'll, we'll stop just, talking about mcdonald's never okay. mind cut that out <laughs> i don't think it's like it's not like it's not common knowledge that it's bad for it's you it's not it's it is it isn't co- yes it is okay, common sorry. knowledge Moving it's not on. great for you but i know my kids always want it it's a special treat so they i get it for it's them addictive. every once in a while but holy bananas it's not cheap oh okay yeah it's not cheap anymore all right yeah it used to be like the cheapest thing and when mcdonald's went into godridge yes i'm that old it was a big thing <laughs> with the smoking yes. section of yes. the glass. Yeah, there was. You can't get it you. It was totally. <laughs> can't get it you. Just went over top. No, it was funny. But it was such a huge thing. It was such a big. We're old enough that I can remember smoking sections. Thing. Yeah, I know. I can remember smoking in the Admiral. That was allowed. Yeah. Pool tables, smoking, yeah. Admiral. Yeah. That's such a not a thing anymore. No. So bad so bad we still have people oh i used to smoke too that was another thing i used to smoke we all did i think that was just a normal i'm gonna take it up when i'm 80 are you if i made it that long i'm gonna start i'm gonna move to france this is my retirement plan i'm gonna move to france i totally see this i can picture this in my head i'm gonna be like this big because i'm gonna right now i'm gonna be this big no i probably shouldn't ship a cat i'll meet a cat there you're gonna have a cat i'll meet a cat there i'm gonna live in my baba's fur coats yeah I'm going to bring those and that's all I'm going to bring. Like nice little slips and fur, fur coats, coats and, and maybe a gray. Yeah. I'm going to live off this espresso, <laughs> yeah. red wine, and cigarettes. It's yeah. going to be this big. Yeah. It's, it's going to be the size of my wrist. Yes. And back and to that's my a movie play. playing in Nat's head all the time. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about um, your body art. I, oh. I love it. And it's not a... Um, like everybody that knows you knows you. You have tattoos everywhere. I, my daughter counted. I have six face tattoos. I'm like, how did I, I get know. to this point? Why didn't somebody stop me? Because it's awesome. You're like Natalie, no six. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't listen anyway. So yeah, we know exactly. that. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Too impulsive. <laughs> no. Yeah. So at, so I just I want to go back to um, like a long time ago. This is this just always oh, a story that like plays out in my head oh, all I'm the scared. time. Yeah, I'm you should be scared because oh, oh. this is a good story. <laughs> You were pregnant, I think. I think you were pregnant with Maddie. Yeah. And you were doing a nude photo shoot. Oh. You had tattoos. You had okay. lots of tattoos then mm-hmm. um, in my orchard. Oh, Richard Fatusi did Yes. Them. It was beautiful. Was. I, I'm not saying it was a bad thing. No. But, but so my kids were in the bush with my cousin, Mark, who unfortunately is no longer with us. Oh. We love Mark. <laughs> yeah. Poor Mark that day. Oh, man. It was the best. It's like, a, it is a vivid memory. And I'll never forget his face when he came back to me. He's like, uh, Nikki, there's that. a naked pregnant woman in your orchard. <laughs> I was like, which to today's shoot, I did. Today forget people to would that. not be surprised. No, but it was beautiful. They're beautiful pictures. Yeah. But that's what he so did. You a did a job. little bit of modeling. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did a little bit of modeling. 
I'm not that good at it. I think the, you are. I think, well, no, it's like it's like yeah, I can stand for a photo, but I'm not yeah. that good at it as the end result of the modeling. And not just that, it's like I'm actually too awkward to be a subject <laughs> of anybody's like work. I really am like oh, I such a goofy it. person. I, I, so if you if you don't now, you should follow Nat on um, your. I only your have Instagram, Instagram now. Yeah, on your Instagram, her mm-hmm. most ardently, isn't it? Her most, yeah, ardently, her most ardently, and then my other one is folk craft herbs. Yeah. So that's more my apothecary stuff. But the art, so in my mind, it's art. The mm-hmm. pictures of you on that yeah. Instagram are remarkable. Thank you. They're beautiful. That's kind. Yeah, yeah. I'm not as goofy in a still. No, in a still, <laughs> I'm, I'm just like a still, just a normal person. But if you, if you, if you're not, you should check it out because it is absolutely amazing. It's, it is to me, it's art. Like that's. Mm-hmm. it's gorgeous so i have um i have um, so beautiful oh my god yeah so <laughs> keep going yeah. um so i'm i'm re because getting your torso done once isn't badass enough yeah i'm gonna do it two times psych scratch that the guy who was doing it was a horrible horrible person oh no so now i'm going to my lovely friend scott duncan to cover up all of his work and oh, he's out of the yeah. sugar shack in king carton and i love him so much Fantastic. he's like a brother yeah. to me yeah but he's like very professional very like safe and comforting you should never feel like you're being bullied or manipulated by your artist there's like this stigma around tattoo parlors where they're like super cool or something like they're just not a person providing a service they're like this kind of person who's on a pedestal who's like cooler and you kind of have to and i used to be like a fairly i'm not ashamed to say it i was a fairly like weak person i was easily manipulated when i was younger so yeah yeah, so now that I'm stronger, I'm like slowly working away at uh, reworking all the art that I had done because I love myself. Yeah. And I want to see beautiful artwork when I look in the mirror at myself naked. I don't want to see like another person's hurt on me. Right, which is not essentially. Okay. Yeah. No. So Scott Duncan's working away at my torso and it is really i document the art on um her most ardently yeah um instagram and it's amazing yeah it's so cool so i have three more sits lined up and i want to cry each time actually i do cry and it's wonderful because i never thought i could cry at a tattoo apartment oh, i was like yeah. oh, you gotta sit still and you gotta be super quiet yeah and you don't move but you're just like a human having a human experience. It hurts. It hurts it so hurts much, especially on the like the pelvic bone. Yeah. The like I don't know hips. I only have one on my back, so. I oh, don't. it's horrid. It's a horrid feeling, but at the same time, it's like a it's a journey, and there is definitely mad significance behind it. It's not yeah. something so people can be like, "Whoa, that's crazy." Yeah. Like that feeds a need in my soul. There is something that, but it's artistic. Happening. It's not like a skull or a snake or no, a, yeah, like it's, it's just like a small skull and a snake too. But like, no, there's, but there's meaning behind it. That's what yeah. I mean. yeah there's always just... there's always something deeper. And you don't sit through like hours and hours and hours of excruciating pain just because you want something to look cool. Maybe you do, and you're like really hardcore. Yeah. I don't. I haven't <laughs> met those people. Most people who sit through like who are working on getting a bodysuit is like a full spiritual journey. Yeah. The same as people who like will suspend themselves and do like really radical things that look extremely painful but it's like all in the search of like a higher state of consciousness or uh uh, um like it's like a usually a spiritual endeavor yeah i think it has to be yeah 
for and you. And if it isn't it for personal. each well, person, that's fine. If you just want to get your girlfriend's name, that's cool that's too. Great. Yeah, till it's not, and then you then get a cover up. Then all. you get yeah. a really big cover up. Expensive cover up. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I never did that. Yeah, we did talk about getting um, wedding bands tattooed. I love when people do that. I, you know, I do too, and I love my husband, and I'll never leave him. But yeah, it's like that. It's great. It's just that I don't know. There's something about it. Now they did every time we went into a pa- tattoo parlor or a place to get tattoos. It yeah. didn't matter where we were. They were like, "Nope." Really, Brennan, Brennan, and Sarah just got these really beautiful ones. I it's, saw Sarah today. They're getting married soon. It's because <sighs> um, David me. is a mechanic. Oh, he can't wear. Well, no, he can't. Every time he scrubs his hands, he's gonna be scrubbing his tattoo off. Right. So they're like, "Nope, we won't do it." I'm like, God, get get a little toe ring. I was like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's under a sock. David would be like, look at my look toe at my ring. marriage band, <laughs> my symbol of love. So you have the other Instagram page, my folk craft ones, or I don't know what you call it, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, thing. Folk craft <laughs> is more so like I'll put on. I used to. It used to be a lot more active. It used to be like so. That's that's. Where I learned more about herbalism and that was in that section, but, mm-hmm. and then you, you stopped for a little while, but I then kinda, you started yeah, again. My life went on, like, I went through a divorce and I left my family home. So it was like kind of unauthentic. Yeah. Not just that, I was going through a lot of changes. Yeah, I didn't have were. time to be like making informative videos on Achilles miliofolium. No, and you needed some time yarrow. to heal from, <laughs> just in case you were wondering. <laughs> it's yarrow. Um, no, I try to every once in a while when I'm doing like classwork, if I find it's really interesting or if mm-hmm. I have. Uh, 40 minutes to myself some uh, i'll try it. and put something out there to keep it active but pardon me spear i used to have uh a full-on apothecary where i was making yeah. uh i was making medicine from the land of everything i grew myself and then i would make like tinctures teas salves all of that old world Which medicine awesome yeah yeah it is awesome but I have a bunch um, of it still but it is like I don't think that is who I am anymore. Like I still want to be able to like uh, when taking clinical clients, I want to be able to like take a client, go out, harvest the medicine mm-hmm. with their intent in mind, their healing as my intention. Harvest the medicine, prepare it all again with mm-hmm. their intent in mind. I think that's what's called like what they call putting love into it. Right. But actually just like make something for somebody to well, it's more personal yeah, yeah for sure yeah. and that way you know it's not like it's not uh it's not garbage it's well, like you're not just making like a random stuff for everybody you're now making stuff for exactly i'm making... getting away from like the allopathic yes. treatment of something like i would have like willow bark tincture for people to use uh, as yeah. uh like the psilocybin acid and it is like a derivative of aspirin yeah um the acetaminophen effect of it of a dulling pain so i don't i don't want to do that anymore i want to be able to like make specific remedies for people which is see that's all of these things have got you to that point mm-hmm. which is pretty remarkable yeah that's just climbing that ladder just climbing the ladder yeah i'm the ladder of life yeah sometimes it feels like i'm just like here pa- doggy paddling and other times i'm like i'm in a i'm on a paddle board yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> um so what's next what's coming up next for you uh, I'm going to chip away at working. I'm going to work my butt off at the yeah. salon. Yeah, which is and amazing. I'm going to keep you doing do that. It. I love seeing people. You know what? You're probably... So my sister's a hairdresser. She's first. so good. She owned, she owned a salon and then she's moved on from that. She's retired. Yeah. Um, Probably 
one of the only people I trusted with my hair. I know that sounds stupid, but no, I don't trust anybody, so it's fine. There's just one of those people, but then you're the you're the person. I know you're the person. You're my person. Thanks, Nikki. <laughs> you're my hair person. Yeah. And same. She started coming to you too. Yeah, she did. Yeah. It was like huge. I was actually so nervous the first time I did oh, her hair. Because it's like it, she was like a hair idol, right? Yeah. Your sister is like the supermodel walking around with great hair, great salon owner, successful business, really yeah. mad skills. And I always looked up to her and then she's like in my chair asking me to do her hair. I'm like, I can't do this. I just kept myself yeah. the first time I did her hair too, <laughs> I of course. Love it. That's the best. I was like, whoopsies, I gotta go to the washroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she adores you as well. So that makes perfect sense too. Yeah, she's wonderful. So you're working on the salon. You're gonna keep keep working away, away on the that. salon and then keep doing my schoolwork. Uh, I'm currently residing in Godrich in mm. a really nice three bedroom apartment um, that I'm lucky to have landed in this yes, housing crisis that yeah, is yeah. right now. Yeah. So I'm going to stay there and try and save as much money. But when I picture of the movie playing in my head, yeah, says that there's like this really great elderly couple and maybe I did their hair once or something. And then they're all like, you know what? Our farmhouse is like really too much. We just can't maintain it anymore. And like it's kind of falling in on yeah, itself. Totally. We want you to rent to own. And I'll be like, are you serious? They're like, yeah, it's three acres. It's an Ontario style cottage. It's got like a little short like brick wall, like a stone wall. And we want you and the kids to live there because we know you're going to be the best tenant. Yeah. And I'm like, thanks, guys. Yeah. That's... And then we switch. They take my apartment, maybe. Probably. That makes the most sense, right? There's big stairs. I don't yeah, know. We'd have to put in a sense. stair lift. Yeah. Maybe they're not that old. There's enough maybe room they're just for retired. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So just in case. We don't have any grandchildren. Your listening. children are like yeah. our children. <laughs> that's like what the situation was, right? If you're Nat's client and you own a farmhouse, then. And you want all of the grass to turn into medicinal meadows. Yes. <laughs> She's your I'm girl. your girl. She's your girl. Yep. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me. This has been so awesome. I know you're really thanks. nervous about this, but I you're was. so good at it. Yeah. Oh, thanks for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> cheers to you, Nikki. Cheers, cheers to you, buddy. We'll right. talk again, uh, hopefully in a couple of weeks with a new podcast. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.